Football's a real complicated business. It's notorious for losing money. When we started this club, we needed to do things in a different way, so we had the club structured in five parts, really. Firstly, of course, there's the player side, and around 61 people are involved in that. For the stadium, there's a headcount of around 173 people, mostly match days. In the club itself, the commercial side, etc., there's 36 people. In the trust, the charity that runs, we have 84 people. And then bringing it up in the hotel arena is 193 people. And it is the part of the business that makes us sustainable overall. Our plan side is, of course, the part of the business that's visible to everybody. But what's behind the playing side is a little bit more unknown to people. So we have an academy that looks to bring the best of the young people in the area together to give us the most opportunity to grow our own players. We've got a club secretary who here is called Head of Football Operations that makes arrangements behind the scenes. So which hotel the team stays in when they travel, who is registered with us to be a player and making sure that contractual side is important. And then we have the medical and science team that are tasked with making sure not only the players are fit, but they stay as injury free as possible. And of course, the most crucial person behind the scenes, many people would argue, especially him as the kit man, who makes sure that everybody has the clean kit to play, not only for the match day, but of course for training as well. So let's go and look at the club now, and let's start with a figurehead, the executive chairman, Pete Winkleman. He's the owner of the club, and in our model, has responsibility for all of the business. And of course, within the club, we have a sales and marketing team that raise around one and a half million pounds, selling boards and selling shirt sponsorship. We have a shop that sells the shirts that supporters can buy, as well as the other memorabilia. We have an administration department that includes finance. And the media and PR department that's about making sure that the information is out there for everybody to understand what's going on in the club. Let's take a closer look at the stadium. There's stewards who actually have to make sure everybody's safe on a match day. There's maintenance and groundskeeping that makes sure the stadium is in tip-top condition and the grass is eminently green and playable. But of course, we also make sure that the stadium creates income. So we let it for community use and people to play on the pitch out of season. But we also have major events from concerts, Rugby World Cup and the Women's FA Cup Final all go to produce more income to make sure that we're generating enough to support the overall objects of the companies. You might not know that every football club in the Football League has to have a community trust that's a registered charity, and here is no different to that. So we deliver in the field of health, where we look at things like children's weight management. In education, where we deal with numeracy, literacy and IT skills. In our social inclusion department, we have 17 teams for people with a disability. In our sports department, we run women's football. And what we're seeking to do is use the power of the brand and of football in particular to try and generate more activity, but also to generate more support for MK Downs. 
You remember at the beginning we talked about how clubs make losses and each club has a strategy to minimize that loss. In our case, we have a unique solution. We have a Hilton Hotel on events business that actually generates the sort of income necessary to offset the losses across the group. And of course, if you're a supporter, you can stay in one of our rooms and wake up and see the sun rise over the stadium and the pitch first thing in the morning. So when you pull all those five strands together, what you see is the shape of the business of football in Milton Keynes.